God bless you. Now, you may have uh, a different translation. I'm reading from the NLT version. The words will be up on the screen as well. The Bible says this. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Now, Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise again when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. This is the reading of God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we're thankful for your love. We're thankful that you allow us to be in this place. Now prepare our hearts and minds to receive of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, brother. When life is sad, God is good. You know, we, uh, we live in a time where, even in the time of our church, where there's a lot of sadness. And uh, I'm reminded of King Solomon as he writes in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 3. He writes this. There's a time for everything. For, every, there's a, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up. And then here's the verse. A time to cry, and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance. I think... Um, our church, for some reason, is a period, in a period of time of sadness. It happens. It comes in cycles. But we're in, a, I think, times of sadness. And Jesus helps us in the times when life is very sad. He helps us to get through. And it's when we put our faith and trust in him that it all comes to fruition. Uh, when I began to write this sermon... We had three people on hospice care. We now have two, because Richard Marr has gone to be with the Lord. We've also lost some very significant people. Cindy Castle, Nancy Slonecker, now Richard Marr. And these are just a few of the many sadnesses that our church is going through. I don't know how many of you get the printed copy of our prayer list, but it's unbelievable. It seems like every week there's another page. 
So we have a lot of sadness in the church, let alone the ones that we don't know of. You know, we have you that are silent mourners, those that are going through difficulties, family with addictions, surgeries, diagnosis, families in relational struggles. The reality is our world is sad. But our God is good. Our God is good. The passage we read this morning is a story of Mary and Martha who lost their brother Lazarus. He had died. <clears throat> and um, for, for single women, back in this time, the loss of their brother was a huge economic disaster. He was their main source of income. What were they to do? How were they going to live? I mean, all these things are running through their mind. And I know there must have been sadness. But let me say this. No matter how sad the circumstances of life may be, faith will help you through it. I have no idea how people go through life without having faith. You know, I was, um, I was, grow- I was brought up in the church. And so one of the elementary activities was called CYC, Christian Youth Crusaders. I had a big sash and lots of buttons and pins and everything that I won. And one of them was on scripture memory. And if you know anything about me, I don't have a memory. (laughs) But we got 25 points for every time we got a memory verse. So I went to John chapter 11, verse 35. And I'm going to teach that verse to you, and you'll memorize it like this. Ready? Here we go. John 11, 35. Jesus wept. That was it. Yep, Jesus wept. 25 points, ka-ching for Gil. But as we look at that passage, we see that it's Jesus had such compassion for people to the point that I think he understood. He understood what loss meant. He understood what Mary and Martha were going through. And he understood the reality and the difficulty that they would have without Lazarus. You know, I do many funerals. (laughs) Actually, tomorrow I have two funerals. And um, there's such a difference between a Christian funeral celebration of life and someone that's not a Christian. Because Christians have this hope and there's faith and there's just this security and it's just, it's so different. I mean, I've been in some funerals where the people are irreligious and they're just weeping and screaming and it's just eerie because they are without hope. But we just had a funeral here not too long ago with Nancy last weekend and it was kind of happy. It was a celebration of life for a lady and a life that was well lived. One that had 
the idea that her suffering was over and that she was in the arms of her Savior. Last week, I, I got to visit Marion Williams. Marion, <clears throat> she comes to different services, usually Saturday night or 8 o'clock, and, and uh, she has been in a battle, a lot of sickness. She was at a rehab, and uh, I walked into the room. <laughs> and this lady's been through everything. I mean, they diagnosed her with heart failure and a whole bunch of other things, and, and she'd just been amazing. I walk into the room, and she just smiles. And I go, how you doing, Mary? She goes, good, now that you're here. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they always make you feel better than you deserve. She looks at me and I said, so uh, what's up? What's your next steps? What's going on? And then she said, without any hesitation, without any whimpering, without any tears, but almost with a happiness, she says, we're trying to decide whether I'm healthy enough to go to hospice at home. She had such a faith that it, she didn't even skip, a, I mean, a major decision like going into hospice is a big decision without, without any hesitation. She rolled right through the decision and said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I remember my mom when she was uh, on hospice and, and <laughs> I, I was mad at my sister because one of the times when my sister, when my mom woke up, she was really at the end, about two or three days before she passed away. My sister says, Mama, are you nervous? Are you worried? I go, that's the dumbest question you ask a person that's dying. What are you, crazy? <laughs> and my mom looks at her and looks at me and says, I'm not afraid. I have Jesus. Yeah. And that's what's important, that we have Jesus. It's the faith that will help us through it. Difficult, yes. But it's our faith that will help us through it. The second thing we see here is that Jesus is the life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He says that. He proclaims that to Martha. And, and here's, here's, here's the thing I love about Martha's faith. Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. She had such faith that she believed that if Jesus would have been there, she wouldn't have died. It would have been okay. She had unbelievable faith. She said, I know he wouldn't have died. And so Jesus is the life and he proclaims to her He says this, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. That's what he says. He will never die. He proclaims that he is life and it is through him we have it in a very powerful way. 
Of course, Martha answers when he says, do you believe this, Martha? Jesus said, and Martha says, yes, Lord, she told him. I have believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who comes into this world. She had such faith. And it is our faith that gets us through these times of difficulty. A very famous song written by the Rolling Stones says, I can't get no. And it's because they're looking in the wrong place. John 10.10 says this. The thief purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and life. You want satisfaction. It is putting your life and your faith in Christ. And so matter what the circumstances of life will be, you have satisfaction. The thief comes to steal and destroy and robs us of our joy, our happiness, and even robs us of our freedom. But Jesus comes to give us freedom, contentment, and purpose by placing your faith in Christ in, in Christ when sadness comes. And I tell you this, if you haven't experienced sadness, you will. You can live in rich, a rich, satisfying life. Doesn't matter that you're going to be independently wealthy. That's not the rich it's talking about. It's talking about a life well lived with purpose. Fulfilling the call and the purpose that God has put in your life. If you haven't put your faith and trust in Christ, I encourage you to do so. I think it's one of the ways that you can really come to understand what it is to live a satisfying life. Come up after the service today, after we have service and talk to one of our lay pastors or Stephen ministers. If you've never made that decision or choice, you can do that because I think in the long run it'll really help. It'll help you through the times of difficulty. It's not that Jesus is our crutch. We know the end of this story for Lazarus. He's raised from the dead, but it doesn't happen for everyone. Cindy Castle was not healed. Nancy Sloniker not healed. Rick Mar was not healed. But we can still have a satisfying life knowing that the Savior of the world cares more about us than we can even begin to understand. The last thing we see here is proclaiming Jesus can get us through the sadness of life. See, when we proclaim Jesus as Martha did, our eyes go to him and not on us. Our eyes go to his, who he is and what he is and what he stands for. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one who has come to give and bring to me a satisfying life, a life of power and purpose. So proclaiming Jesus can get us through these times because our eyes are on him and not on ourselves. I've been spending quite a bit of time over at Sue Carpenter's because she only lives like a mile from my house and 
She's on hospice. I talked to her son this morning. Today may be her last day. Not sure. But I visited her last week, and, and she goes, the hospice chaplain was here. And I go, so? Is you like him better than me? Because you see, I have to make everything about me. She goes, no. He sang. I go, you know, I, I know you sing, she says. But he didn't know the one song. And she said, and I couldn't remember the name of it. She said, it said something about a foretaste of glory divine. I said, that's blessed assurance. I said, I know that right off the top. I know that song. Would you like me to sing it? And she said, yes. Come on up, Pastor. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Maybe we should have everybody sing us on the chorus, huh? <laughs> I sang that song to her and tears started. It's just something very special when a Christian has such confidence. I love that. I love when they look and say, this is my story. This is my song. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. What a line. She's on the precipice of, of glory divine. So let me tell you this. When the circumstances of life are all around you and they are just sad worship him worship him focus on him that's what Martha did in the sadness of her life she said you are the Christ you are the Messiah you are the son of the living God sometimes it's hard to lay down our burdens, our sadness. But Jesus wants them. 
Look at, what he, look at what he writes in Matthew chapter 11. He said, For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find for your soul. Then Jesus said, Come, all you are weary, and carry a heavy burden and I will give you rest in him today. Will you do that? Will you rest in him through the circumstances of life? In just a moment, Pastor Ricky's going to come and he's going to lead us in the communion service. And communion is one of those very sacred sacraments it's just a wonderful thing. But not only is it a sacrament, but it's also a symbol. And the symbol is this. You are receiving Christ into your life. It's a beautiful symbol of receiving Christ. So let me say this to you today. When you come, recommit your life to him. Put your faith in him. And as you receive of the bread and of the cup, receive him afresh and anew. Father God, we thank you that when life is sad, you are so good.